to the I Should Have Known podcast with Soups, Andy, and Tanner. It's a trivia podcast with a twist. Each episode, we dive into an interesting topic, and the host will share four big facts about it. But beware, one of those facts is total BS. Play along with the others to try to figure out which one is the lie, and by the end, you'll be saying, I should have known. Welcome to another episode of the I Should Have Thrown podcast. This is me, Soups, here with Andy and Tanner. And today, Tanner is going to be talking about the hottest topic of the year, viruses. Tanner, over to you. Great. Let's talk about viruses. It's definitely a hot topic, but I want to keep it light. I want to keep it light. We're just going to talk about (laughs) deadly pathogens. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So viruses... If we want to get to their most basic definition, viruses are microscopic things, which are generally much smaller than bacteria, and they lack the capacity to live on their own, and they can't reproduce outside of a host. Okay. So those are the main things that make a virus a virus. And we can break that down a little bit. So they're really, really tiny. Yeah. I have a stupid question. Are viruses and parasites the same thing? That's my next point. That's perfect. The difference between what we call parasites and what we call viruses is not super clear. But what we call parasites, they have everything they need to replicate on their own. They just live inside a host to get shelter, to get nourishment. Mm -hmm. So parasites can reproduce? Yes. Okay. Parasites can reproduce. Viruses can't. Viruses need to be inside something and they need to hijack that host's cell to make copies of itself. A virus is basically just a clump of DNA or RNA Mm -hmm. covered in a shell, which is made out of protein. That's it. And then some of them have this extra layer. It's greasy. It's made of fat. That's called an envelope. This makes them hardier. But fortunately, soap beats grease. So you can just wash your hands and then it breaks that envelope and then renders it Inactive. 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 Yeah. That's why it's very important to wash your hands with soap or use sanitizer. Yeah. Virus has a negative connotation, right? So there are no good viruses. This is a very good question, too, because in the history of life, viruses have been really helpful in a lot of ways. It's not inherently evil or anything, it is trying to get inside a cell and make copies of itself. Okay. Yeah. Whether that's good or bad, it doesn't care. It just wants to make copies. I think that's a really good point, especially now in the time of the Rona. The virus doesn't have opinions. It doesn't care who you are. It doesn't even care about killing you or not. It doesn't care. It literally cannot care. I think a lot of people, they anthropomorphize it. They make it like it can think and it's this evil, insidious thing where it's like, it just doesn't care. It's really just little particles of DNA trying to get into a cell. That's it trying to make more of itself. In the process of hijacking a host, a lot of times it makes bad symptoms and sometimes it can cause the host to die, which is actually bad for the virus. If a host is dead, it can't make more copies. So the best viruses, if you're in the mindset of like the virus's goal would be to reproduce, the best would be to keep your host alive but sick because sneezing, coughing, these are ways to spread the virus. 
hearing your explanation about the virus. The way you have explained this is exactly how it needs to be told. I think someone needs to dumb it down. (laughs) That's that's so helpful to know. I hope so. Yeah. If I got infected by chickenpox and I live. Been there, done that. Then my immune system remembers what the chickenpox virus looks like and it can uh, send immune cells to go and try to neutralize it before I get sick with it again. Basically, I'm immune. And is there like a limit to my se- how many viruses it can remember? <laughs> I don't think we've reached no limit. the limit. No, no. Okay, okay. It's not like I need to get an external hard disk again. <laughs> no, no, no. We need an Nothing external no hard memory. immune system, please. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they can forget. You need an upgrade. You need yeah, but like with certain vaccines, okay. you'd have to get them again. Right. Yeah, that's basically how it works, and it it can get really gruesome and detailed. Like if you really think about it, your immune cells take like shards of the broken up viruses and they wear them kind of like a hat that's how they remember what a virus looks like it's kind of really weird oh that's that's hardcore it's like they wear the skulls of their enemies on them. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome yeah <laughs> all right immune system yeah. dr tanner let's let's get some facts to debate all right fact number one viruses infect animals plants fungi protozoa archaea bacteria, and even other viruses. Oh, wow. So virus can attack other viruses. Yeah. So don't you think it's a great idea if we invent a virus that can attack yeah. coronavirus? Yeah, let's, yeah. But then what if that virus, but no, what if we created a monster and now oh, that virus no. is even worse? <laughs> so yeah, viruses, they infect everything. They infect animals. They infect us, cows, pigs, and birds. And then plants, too. They can also attack different kinds of fungi and bacteria. Yeah, that's basically saying viruses infect everything, including other viruses. That was the really surprising part to me. Hmm. Unless you made all of that up. Unless I made it all up. (laughs) They're constantly discovering new viruses and new things about viruses. Right. So this idea about viruses infecting other viruses naturally is a very new concept. This is natural. Oh, this is natural. Okay. So the this is the idea behind it. There's some really, really huge viruses that we've just discovered recently. And then inside those, we found more viruses. Oh, my God. <gasps> Virusception. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So a virus hijacks Amazing. a host. And then this little virus hijacks that virus. Piggyback viruses? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like the world's worst, like, nesting dolls. <laughs> All right. Cool. So maybe that's true. How about another fact that might not be true? All right. Fact number two, there are 10 to the 31st power viruses in the world. Hold on. Hold okay. On. Question. Is this virus species or is this individual virus particles? So this number, I I like to think about this in terms of dogs. Let's count how many dogs there are in the world. Now we have to specify. So are we talking breeds or individual dogs? Yeah. Yeah. Are we talking about like Yorkies and German Shepherds and Chihuahuas? Or are we talking literally every single dog? So this is like counting every single dog, not every breed. Okay. Okay. It's still a very difficult number to fathom. Yeah. 10 and 31 zeros after that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This better not be a fake fact because it's just mean. <laughs> oh, actually, it was 10 to the 29th. You guys should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but basically, what you're saying is there 
are a ton of viral particles out there. Yes. Yeah, that's. I, okay. I definitely think 10 to the 31st power is officially a ton. <laughs> yeah, officially. I think so too. Officially. You can estimate it as 100 million times more virus particles than there are stars in the universe. Oh my okay. god. Okay. <laughs> Any of these comparison <laughs> or scales that you it's, it's beyond my you can't it's beyond it. my realm of imagination. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> unfathomable. Unfathomable. But if you're talking about breeds, uh, they've only found yeah. fewer than 7,000 species of viruses. Oh, just less than 7,000. Okay. For the virus to make you fall sick, yes. is only one enough or do you need like hundreds thousands to affect you that's a great question and of course there's no simple answer for that but doctors and scientists do have an idea of how many viral particles it takes to get someone sick with that disease we talk about it in terms of viral load so Mm -hmm. okay if you take a swab of someone or you take a sample you shove a q-tip up someone's nose yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you can measure the number of viral particles you find per unit of space then they call this the viral load okay so if your viral load is over this many then you're infectious and you need to take this drug to make your viral load go down but if it's below this number then you're not considered as infectious because you're just less likely to spread it. Right. With a disease like COVID and a virus like coronavirus, it's very, very infectious. So it's like much lower numbers required to infect you. But like theoretically, it could be one. Could, could be. be one. Yeah. It probably wow. is more it crazy. It take one super viral particle to infect you. Yeah. Crazy to think. Yeah. Fact number three. There are plans for the CDC in the U.S. to resurrect the 1918 influenza pandemic virus. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. But we don't say the P. It's the silent. The P is silent. (laughs) The P is silent. Yeah. Yeah. This group is basically in charge of keeping tally of what diseases are going on and, and preventing diseases from happening. That's the idea. So, assuming you're not lying, what's the logic behind resurrecting this virus? The 1918 influenza pandemic virus, a lot of times it's called the Spanish flu virus. They think they can learn something from it. The quote is, they hope to study the properties that contributed to its exceptional virulence. Oh, that doesn't sound like the beginning of a horror movie at all. I say release them. <laughs> release the virus. Yeah. So wait, when you say resurrect, though, does this yeah. mean that there's a dead version of this somewhere? No, they want to kind of reverse engineer it to see how it would work and how we can prevent it coming back or to prevent something like it. But like, where is it now? Because people aren't still getting infected with this no. virus. So no. where is it? Well, a lot of people developed immunity to it those who survived and so they can find the viral dna in people oh okay so that's what you meant by reverse engineering they're planning on having top security protocols in place this is a horror movie movie. the moment you say top security i'm like oh yeah (laughs) i can can sleep in peace but also it's it's not so so scary because we have antivirals and we have drugs and vaccines that can work against it we think we have 
antivirals against this virus that we would have to actually resurrect because we don't actually have oh sure sure uh-huh okay this is a horror movie this is like no yeah all right okay well uh i'm not sleeping tonight but <laughs> do you have one more are you gonna one more fact that you are maybe a lie i really hope that one's a lie that might be a hopeful lie uh, guess for me. i have one more fact fact number four the word vaccine comes from the Latin word for cow. Okay, that's just okay. the fact? That's the fact. And the idea behind this is the guy who basically started giving vaccines as a regular thing, his name was Edward Jenner, and he first made a vaccine from the cowpox virus. I know this story. They, like, scraped the sores and then rubbed it in people. Yeah. So vaccination is a process where you take a piece of a virus or a weakened virus and then inject that into someone. Well, before that was a thing, there was a thing called variolation, where you basically just take someone who has smallpox, rub one of their pox onto someone who's healthy, and then you either like scratch it into them or they have to inhale it. And this worked. It kept people from getting smallpox. It was called variolation because the name for smallpox virus is the variola virus. So then okay. one of the names for the cowpox virus is vaccinia from the Latin word vaca for cow. Vaccine and vaccination comes from vaccinia. The really disturbing part is that Edward Jenner, he was a doctor, and he noticed that the people on the farm who didn't get smallpox were the milkmaids who had already gotten cowpox because they're milking the cows. They're in close contact with the cows. They had gotten cowpox. This doctor took his gardener's son and took material from a cowpox sore and injected into his arm. The worst part is that over the months after that, he repeatedly exposed him to the smallpox virus. Yeah, so it's like, oh, well, he's a hero now because it worked. Yeah. Only but because it worked. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. You also could have totally made all of that up. Maybe I made that up. Maybe a vaccine comes from something else. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Can you run back the four facts, one of which is total BS? Sure. Fact number one, viruses infect animals, plants, fungi, protozoa, archaea, bacteria, and even other viruses. Fact number two, there are 10 to the 31st power individual virus particles. Fact number three, there are plans for the CDC in the U.S. to resurrect the 1918 influenza pandemic virus. And fact number four, the word vaccine comes from the Latin word for cow because the first vaccine was from the cowpox virus. Amazing. I'm pretty sure I already knew the story about the fact number four, and I also know some Latin. And I'm just hoping you aren't being cruel about fact number two. So to me, it's between one or three. I'm going to go with number one because I think maybe for some reason, like, amoeba don't get viruses i don't know why i don't know it's a list 
And so yeah. you only need one of those things to be wrong. Also, I'm, what's the definition of a plan? Like if the president just kind of says one time that he wants to do something, is that a plan? I don't know. Right. Maybe some scientists somewhere just kind of mentioned, should we do this? And that's not a real plan. But I'm going to lock in number one is the lie. Okay. For me, I agree with everything that Andy said. <laughs> and I think I will also go with one, but my reason is slightly different. I think the idea of viruses infecting other viruses is an amazing concept that you just came up with <laughs> earlier this week <laughs> or that you hope that it comes to life. I know this is my gut feeling. That's pretty you inventive, know. Uh, I must say. Yeah, that is pretty inventive. And I think three can be alive, but I can also see this happening in real life. I think four definitely makes sense. sense. All Going right, with Tan. number one. Drum roll. All right. The big reveal. Number one is actually true. Damn it. <laughs> it's, it's okay. very new information, like the last 12 years or so that these huge viruses, one of them is called mama virus. Oh my God. And it has a tiny little virus inside it or that hangs around with it. They call it a satellite virus. And it was named Sputnik. Oh, Because it's cute. a satellite virus. Okay. And just yeah. to give you a scale, mama virus has over 900 genes. Sputnik has 21. Okay. Mama virus okay. sets up a viral factory in a host. And then Sputnik goes in and changes the machinery and cranks out misshapen mama virus copies. Oh my god! This all of this is a horror movie. It's just terrifying. Yeah. So are we at least right in our second guess that it's number three is a lie? Yes. Ah. Uh... Uh, so, oh my goodness, this is so much worse than you imagined. So. Oh no! <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> Fact number three is the lie because this already happened. Oh, we did no. this in 2005. Oh my god, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lie because it's not a plan. They did it, they already did oh, it. But... <gasps> oh man, that is such a good lie. That is sneaky. Yeah. They successfully resurrected the Spanish flu virus 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And they didn't learn anything, apparently, because we're all suffering with coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. I don't think I would have figured that out as a lie. Like, you know, when I go through, like, all the facts, you know, I try to think of, like, okay, what part's the lie? I don't think I would have come to that conclusion. This was really, really well played. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, Soups, but I really just want to go wash my hands really well right now. I definitely (laughs) I think I think we all should. And if you're listening to this episode, please go wash your yeah. hands. Yeah, stay <laughs> safe. Wear a mask. Yeah. Stay yeah. Safe. Thanks for listening to the I Should Have Known podcast. Check us out on social media to get extra fun facts and to let us know what you want to hear in future episodes. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can even let your friends know about your new favorite trivia podcast. COVID, 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 COVID,